You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but want to make it even better. Hi, and welcome to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast with Nick and Amy. Uh, We're your hosts, and we are so excited to have the guests on today that we have. Um, We've got Dustin and Elena from Marriage in Action, and welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. We're glad to be here. So we've, we've got a topic that we feel is very important and we've really seen in our marriage, especially the last few years, and how, how it can have such an impact on marriages. And uh, we're excited to discuss this today, like I said, with Dustin and Elena. And the topic today is why is it vital for couples to be on the same page with raising kids? You know, I think, you know, as we, as we, before we dive into this, I think, and we've seen this in our marriage, but... We're, we're all raised differently. I mean, I was raised a lot different than you were. Um, oh my I, I came from a home that my parents basically, I had no rules. Wait, I just, what? You had parents? I kind of had parents, <laughs> but I had no rules. I had no boundaries or anything like that. And you came from a home. Totally opposite. Totally opposite where the parents were really more strict, I guess you could not say. Not overly strict, but definitely not your situation. <laughs> but, but what happens is we can see how this affects our perception on how to raise our kids and we really you know it's sometimes we really have to communicate to find that balance and if we're not in sync uh that can create a lot of problems what about what about you guys have you kind of experienced that in your uh marriage and your uh, family life as well oh absolutely we definitely had different ways of being raised uh, ourselves and i think it was we were very similar like i i was probably more loosely raised but well at, at, at times, I was yeah. more loosely raised, but then she's got some crazy stories, too, where I'm like, your mother did what? <laughs> <laughs> like, she would just drop them off at the at the water park when she was, like, six Seven years old. Oh, wow. Like, see you in a couple weeks. days? Yeah. yeah. But here's a roll of quarters, and I'll see you at four, you know? Uh. Um, but it, but we were very, I don't know, we have some some uh, different, different experiences growing up, but I think it was definitely... Uh, it played a factor in, in us raising our or how we're going to be raised or how we do raise our, raise our yeah, children. I think uh, our discipline was different, the oh, way we were disciplined. So I feel like my parents were pretty uh, loose as well as far as rules went, but I was disciplined different than Dustin. And so just like you had mentioned, it, it is interesting when then you come together and you just only have your own worldview yeah. of, of what you're bringing to the table. And those things definitely need to be uh, discussed, especially prior to actually having to deal with your kids for sure, and discipline yeah. your kids if you're on the same page, of course. So I, I'm excited about this topic. Yeah. Yeah. As we were just talking right before we started recording, um, you know, it's a lot easier when your kids are little. There's maybe not as much, you know, rules and boundaries and things to have to maybe agree on. But as the kids get older, as they get to be teenagers, uh, it becomes a whole different story. 
Um, how, you know, how have you guys noticed that in your marriage or, or in, in disciplining? Is this something you've kind of dealt with and how have you, um, figured out, you know, how to discipline or get on the same page? I think it's also we, when we have a 15 year old and an 11 year old. So there was a gap there in between and we were so set in our ways as far as disciplining our oldest that when our youngest came along and, and got to the stage of needing to be corrected, if you will, the same thing didn't work with him. So it was like, yep. not only were we having to come together and agree based on our different upbringings, but also having to re-agree to, mm -hmm. to dealing with each kid differently because they don't always respond in the same way or the, the same types of correction doesn't work the same way. And so it's been this ebb and flow and constantly being willing to rediscuss these things together and uh, reevaluate based on each kid. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, you know, our, our youngest definitely responds way different than our oldest mm -hmm. does to things. Um, so we've really had to, to adjust and, and talk about what we're going to do for each child. But, um, you know, any, anytime we have to discipline our child, we, we do have a discussion prior to uh, just among, amongst ourselves before we have a discussion with our 15 or 11 year old, what, what we're going to do. I and mean, we, we do want to come to an agreement. And there have been times, don't get me wrong, that, you know, I've come back and like, this is the punishment. And she's like, eh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe we should reconsider that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so true. I mean, we've had those experiences our, ourselves as well. And I think there's a lot of people out there listening that probably uh, see how this impacts their marriage. I mean, it's so mm -hmm. important to be on the same page in, in so many aspects. Even if one little thing's off, it can cause a lot of disruption mm -hmm. uh, between a husband and wife. I mean, we've, we've seen that in our marriage as well. And so I think this is such an important topic for people to have. And I don't think there's enough people out there that are having it because so many times couples get in a you know, maybe a perception of like, well, I feel this way. And it, it becomes more about who's right or who's mm -hmm. wrong. One of the other things I love that you pointed out is that you, you discipline or maybe raise your kids differently based upon their personality. You know, there, there isn't a one size fits all. <laughs> they're so different. They're so <laughs> different. And, and, you know, the same thing we have to do with our kids. We're like, well, we would never do this with this well, child, but we have to... But the hardest thing is that the, all four of our kids are so different that if you set a boundary or a rule for one, it's like, well, so-and-so doesn't have that, or you didn't take their phone away, or like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it just gets crazy. Yeah, totally <laughs> But does. you can see how, like, if you're not on the same page, we're the ultimate intimacy app. Like, you literally, like, it affects all aspects of your intimacy in your Quickly. marriage. When you are disagreeing on how you raise them or their consequences or just all those things. So, yeah. Uh -huh. So our first question for you is what can happen to a relationship or marriage when spouses are not on the same page regarding to how to raise their children? Well, it can definitely create a lot of tension. Uh -huh. <laughs> and not just for your marriage, but also just for the family unit. Oh, yeah. I, it, it just trickles down. Your kids are watching. But relationship. Um, just talking about the marriage itself, it's you always want to remember that you are on the same team. And for whatever reason, so often with parenting, because we've been there too, where you you are chasing after the 
I'm right, you're wrong, and and you're already losing. Yeah. Even if you yeah. are the right one, you're already losing because your relationship is suffering with that kind of attitude. And so um, it's been something I think we've actually been pretty decent at, yeah. and at some time, you know, at in some seasons, really excellent. At. Other times, we're a little bit poor in the pair two, but like we're trying to always be on the same page. Um, because we don't want it to affect our marriage. It definitely did early on in the early stages of of parenting where you're just, you have no idea what you're doing. Nobody gave yep. you a manual and you're having to figure this out and so just um, learning along the way, but absolutely can affect not only your communication, your intimacy, your even just the the amount of likeness you have uh-huh. for yourself. Yeah. With just, you, you see that like, little brick by brick it just builds this wall if if you're not on the same page and if you're constantly trying to prove that they're wrong and you're right you're you're just yeah you're not battling each other you're you're trying to raise your children it's not a, a battle of who's right and who's wrong on discipline it's like you got to really come together as one mind or one unit and, and figure out what's best for your children not oh i'm i'm, I'm right because this is how i was raised yeah. and you're messed mm-hmm. up because you it's not about that at all so you yeah. really gotta remember you're not you're not duking it out with each other. Man, you, you're like reading my mind because um, <laughs> I love a couple of things that you said. You're talking about being on a team, and I I kind of use an analogy. Um, you know, if you're the head coach and and you have an assistant coach, and those two coaches aren't on agreement or have the same goals um, on how the game should be played or what the rules are or or what they're you know how they're going to train the players or different things like that, what the expectations are. Um, the, they're going to have so many problems on the team. And you see that all the time in professional sports and different teams to where the teams just aren't functioning right. They have, they have all the good players, but, but because the coach and the head coach or the assistant coach aren't on the same page. And I, I love how you liken that to be on the same team because as parents, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's exactly like that. You have to be in sync. You have to be on the same team for, um, you know, things to things to work you know? and to stay on that same team it takes that constant communication about these things because it like you said it's always changing like it's always changing oh yeah and, and your emotions can really be in flux when you're walking away from a conversation with a teenager oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah you gotta remember when you're coming to your spouse you're not talking to that teenager anymore you can calm down <laughs> <laughs> so true oh it is so true <laughs> I feel like this is a this uh, is an experience. This is like a raw, yeah. <laughs> maybe from some sort of conversation hey, that happened have... recently. <laughs> Our fifteen-year-old just went to prom, so we're, we're you know we're, we're a lot of raw emotions going yes. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's funny. We have this like same conversation the other night. We were having a very vulnerable conversation and our past and how we were raised and how we're raising our kids like totally came up, and there were some big differences. But the, sure. but the end of the conversation, you know, we're we're the team, not our kids. Me and yeah. him, we're the team, and we have to find that balance. Like you were raised this way, I was raised this way. This is how I feel about this. this is how I feel about this. How is this affecting our kid? What is best for our kid? And and come together. And that's the only way it works. Well, and I think too, it, there's hardly ever a right or wrong way to raise your child. I mean, obviously, you can do some things that maybe aren't right, but there's probably um, a wrong way. <laughs> but you know, where we where we were raised differently, it's you know, and we talk about these things. We're like, okay, I I see where you're coming from. I know mm-hmm. how I was raised, and maybe the problems that could have caused or whatever. I think the key is is just 
coming to an agreement on how you're going to raise the kids, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, each kid. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I've, I've noticed too, I think, um, it's so important to be on the same page. If you're not, I think it can cause a lot of confusion, uh, with the kids. If For the sure. kids kind of see you fighting or one of the spouse saying, oh, this is totally fine. And the other say, no, no, you can't do that. I think it can cause a lot of confusion for the kids. The kids can learn how to manipulate, manipulate. the situation or <laughs> what parents to go to, which further drives a wedge in between that relationship. Uh-huh. And so obviously a lot of, a lot of problems. It's funny because when we got married, I was like, oh, he never had a curfew. Like when we have teenagers, he's going to be like, you can have till two, three, whatever. And I'm going to be like that. You got to be home by 11 or 12. And it's totally been like different than I thought. Like he's more like, yeah, tell him to be home at midnight. And it's it's just been interesting, like seeing our kids grow up. Like we've come together a lot better than I thought we would. And yeah, some conversations. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. So I th- so we're gonna dive in um, to fifteen things that parents you know really have to be on the same page mm-hmm. for in the relationship. And hopefully, as we're going through these. All, all of you listening um, can really listen to what these are and um, you know make follow this list and implement this into into your marriage and how you're raising your kids as well um, so the first one uh, <laughs> curfew what do you guys think about curfew you what, what are your thoughts on that how do you guys deal with curfew when raising your kids well it's interesting because our 15 year old I never thought we'd have to deal with curfew really prior to them driving. Um, but he, we've always homeschooled our boys until this year. This is the first time they've been to school and our oldest is a social butterfly. <laughs> and because they're attending such a small school, I mean, he has become friends with everything up to a senior. Like he's friends with the whole high school, it feels like. So he always has people that can drive him which was a very big lots of conversation Mm -hmm. a long process Mm -hmm. yes we can't do that with lots of frustration from on his on both of our sides yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. trying to give him a little bit and a little bit just so we could build trust with who these kids are we don't know (laughs) yeah so curfew came along with that and um right now there is not a set curfew like it's not like you have to be home by 10. It is a day-by-day thing. Mm-hmm. So, it's more extended responsibility, I guess, is what you could say. That's a good way to put yeah. it. Like, yeah. where he has to, of course, ask us to go anywhere right now. He doesn't have the freedom to just make those decisions right now at this age. Yeah. Um, so he's got to seek our permission on that, and then we discuss what that means. So there have been times where he's come home really late because we were both in agreement that that was okay with wherever he was going. And then other times where we're like, nope, you gotta be home by seven o'clock for dinner, you know? So it's yeah. just, we don't have a set curfew. More of a uh, situational thing. It's a situational yeah. thing. And I think that as as both of the boys age, there will be a time that we will, especially after they're driving, that we will decide. And again, that may be based on per kid. Yeah. <laughs> So different for sure but um that's just not something we've had to finalize yet with our kids one of, one of the things that that we've kind of done especially with uh, school nights or spending the night on weekends um our oldest he'll, he would spend the night out every night if he could so when he spends the night out on saturday nights he's exhausted on sunday and he wants to sleep in on monday well because he's in sports he has to be at school extra early so 
we've told him he can do those things as long as he is waking himself up yeah. and mm-hmm. to get ready. So I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll wake up and I'll take him to school, but he has to be, be responsible enough to wake himself up for that. And, um, you know, knock on wood, he hasn't been, he hasn't been late to a workout yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if he misses that, he receives a punishment from his coach versus yeah. it's not, it's not on yeah. me, it's on yeah. him. Yeah. Love I it. love that. We're, we're kind of in the same boat in that situation. Yeah. So I like that. And that also teaches your kids, like, you've got to be responsible for your own consequences. And not, we're not the only ones that are going to give you consequences all the time in life. Yeah, for sure. Which is a really right. important lesson. Um, the next one is how you're going to discipline your kids. That's pretty wide ranged. Yeah. But just, I guess, more or less, how do you come together on the <laughs> discipline as a team? We try not to do it in the moment, which I am horrible at. Uh, <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> um, I mean, we both had our, our, our moments yeah. uh, as parents, you know, where we've, you know, spoken out of emotion and had to had to come back and be like, hey, look, I'm sorry for what I said or what I did. Um, but we, I don't know, we, we really discuss in, in detail what, what we want to do before beforehand. And we like to usually, when we're disciplining our children, do it without emotions. So sometimes we have to either calm down or let them calm down uh, before we enforce or, or do whatever the discipline is on that on that part. Yeah. And I, I think it's just our the season has changed so oh, yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And you guys too, y'all don't have the little ones anymore. Yeah. And yeah. so if you would have interviewed us, you know, seven, 10 years ago, I think our answers would be very different because in those moments, you're trying to get the kid not to hit or not yeah. to bite something, or, you know, like not to pull the plug out of the wall, like yeah. the little toddler stage and all of that. And because we're, we're um, parenting older ish kids, 11 and 15, um, most of the consequences are not something that is like an immediate timeout. Like, of yeah. course we don't yeah. have timeout anymore. Right. So for the most part, I mean, we will always like, if I see something happen with one of my kids, and he's not around or vice versa. We're like, we're going to talk to dad or we're going to talk to mom and we will have a discussion later. And we've gotten really, really good about that instead of just having that, you know, whiplash. like whiplash reaction. You read my mind every day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Where you're just like, and you don't get to go to prom, which I almost said this past week. And I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, uh, no, it was the night before, oh, right? That's right. Um, and so it, yeah, I mean, we've, we've learned to be able to tell our kids, like there will be a consequence, but I don't know what it is yet because we've got to talk and then we will come and talk to you. That's really the best. What a smart way of doing things because I think so many people just react and immediately like, oh, you're, you're grounded. And then the wife's like, wait a second, you know, or vice versa. And so I love how you guys have said, we don't need to come up with what the discipline or you know, consequences, is consequences yeah. now let us go back and talk. We'll figure it out. And that allows time to cool down. I, I love that. I think yeah. that's absolutely the best way to do it. Well, and you're showing your kid right there. We're a team. We're not yeah. making decisions without each other. Right. And it allows everybody to calm down because in a yeah. little bit, I mean, I don't necessarily always speak the kindest to my kid when I am ticked off at them. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, I need time. You probably need time that we will discuss it. So it lets everybody calm down and think about it. And so many times the, uh, the initial like 
consequence I want to give them is not the one I end up really wanting to give them when I've been able to give myself time to really process it. I'm like, I really overreacted over this. So I think it's just beneficial for everybody's mental health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, true. And sometimes like I'll go to Nick and I'll be all fired up about something. He'll be like, just, just let it go. It's just really not a big deal. They're, they're a teenager. It'll, you know, and uh, like within well, a couple hours, I'm like, you're right. I'm so glad I didn't say anything or do anything. Well, and I think sometimes too, you know, we want our kids to make all the right decisions, but I, I think it's very healthy for them to make the wrong decisions. I mean, that's part yeah, of learning, so right? Well, yeah. We all, I mean, I can tell you, I made a million of them growing up. And so it's, it's okay to let them make mistakes, uh, have those consequences on their own well, and experience and- that. The thing is, is like this weekend, my daughter called me up. We were at my son's track meet and she's like, you're going to be so mad. Something happened. And I thought it was going to be like this big, serious thing. Like, what What did you do? Because she's like, you know, I'm the perfect child. I didn't mean to do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? She's like, I dropped my phone and it's totally broken. And I'm so sorry. And I know that I need to pay for it. And I'm like, why would I be mad at that? Like, you already know what the consequence is. You now have to pay to fix it. And yeah. why would I be upset? But I don't know, like the way you react to things and yeah, let them realize sure. like well now you just i don't know that's sure. the way we speak to them just all those things that we could teach them so much just in the way we react and the way we give them a consequence yeah so true um number three um you i think this is a big one parents really need to discuss and come to an agreement together on what activities their kids are involved in and how many um you know what's what's the financial <laughs> aspect of that are they in a million activities to where you're just running them 24 7. How many podcast episodes have we done just talking about not kidding, putting your kids and everything? Yep. I think that's well, a, it affects marriage. We have failed. I don't know I'm gonna why let... she keeps looking at me. <laughs> we have two boys. Just let's count them one, two. We have two boys together. They are in five sports right now wow oh wow between five teams or five different sports like you know anyway hey but two of them in in the next two weeks <laughs> and so, so many times i'm like i am exhausted but i so i will let you handle that most of the time i mean you totally discuss it for sure but i feel like he is like i feel like dustin is living on cloud nine like he is such a sports guy our boys are such sports kids so yeah us it's but we are so not the right people to answer this yeah. question like nobody <laughs> followed well, first, first, first thing i want to say is when it comes to what they're going to be involved in we totally let them decide on it we don't force yeah. them to do anything they want um now everything they're doing is always with the same kids and friends so they're always on the same teams for basketball baseball football yeah. uh, and whatnot but you know, it, it's 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 easy for us to put our kids in these sports and schedule things because literally every single kid on our youngest team has an older sibling on our oldest kids team. Oh, that's and, cool. I mean, I think all but one what, kid on one each team. team. Like there's one kid on the young team and one kid on the old team that doesn't have a sibling, but they're still friends with them and hang out. So all the scheduling works for the parents mm-hmm. because yeah, they have the same practice at the same <laughs> time mm-hmm. at the same location and vice versa. So, you know, if the schedule works out, I think it's great. But mm-hmm. it, I, 
I think we could definitely communicate better <laughs> nope. that because I've been, I think I've been the one that they've asked when you're not around. I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Awesome. I mean, I don't have, I, I will say, I don't have any problem with it. I mean, I, so like he knows he has the freedom to sign them up for that. I'm all for it. Um, we both work from home, so it does yeah. not put yeah. us out at all to do that. It works for our life. Uh, but I can see that that would be a struggle for oh, working yeah. parents. Yeah. For sure. They are out working outside the home. That would be a you know a potential thing. But it's we we need people to teach us how to set boundaries. Hey, if it works for your family and for your kids and for your marriage and it's not tearing your marriage apart. And like like in your situation, that that is key. But like in your situation where it's two boys, they're often together at the same things, like it's might even be like what you love to do in your marriage. It might be like a date, like we get to sit and watch our kids. Like on Saturdays we go watch tennis matches for hours or the track meet. And it's just the two of us usually. And I'm like, this is a date to me. Like we're connecting. We're like yeah. cheering on our children and that's bonding for us. So yeah. But like you said, some people it can get overwhelming for, especially if it, if it causes Division. them not to be able to spend time together as a couple, which really is we've talked that's about before problem, yeah. is a number one priority. Yeah. And we do know a lot of couples where they're traveling out of state and all these things. And mm-hmm. one so, husband has to go with this one and the other one has to go with this other kid. And it's like, if you're not seeing you know, your spouse for weekends or days or whatever, because of that kind of stuff, that's a whole different situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But whatever works for you as, as a couple, for sure. So, um, the next one is who your friends, who your kids' friends are and who they hang out with. Yeah. That's a hard one to control as parents. But oh, so important <laughs> to be on the same page. That can definitely yeah, cause division. That was... That was something that we kind of struggled with at first because, again, like Alana said, we homeschooled our kids up until this year. And so learning who all the kids were and learn, and building that trust with them and getting to know the parents and the adults that they're, they've been surrounded with and whatnot, uh, that was that was hard. I mean, we had lots. We had many of discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just one of those things for us where you, they had to build our, build our trust. You know, the, the, the children or the kids that they hang out with, they had to build our trust. Or the parents. And, like, the, and the parents had yeah. to build our trust and whatnot. I mean, it's just, that's how I think we've always been, is we need to have that trust in the parents and even discussions with the parents as yeah. to what their rules are and what they're allowed to do and mm-hmm. not do. Because there are some parents, kind of like what you were saying, Nick, that um, have no rules. Yeah. You know, like you, were, you were raised where it was very free. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that... It, that does, that trust is is the main factor, and that sure. also has changed over time. Because when our kids were younger, uh, if I had a red flag in my mind about them spending the night at somebody's house because of one of the parents or something, like I just sensed something, we'd have this discussion. I'm like, I'm not okay with it, or yeah. mm-hmm. vice versa, and so things like that. Sometimes it wasn't even the friends; it was the family members of the friends I wasn't comfortable yeah, with them exactly. around. Exactly. And so now that they're older, that's shifted to a degree. Um, but as far as like, I think our, the teenager for us is the one we've had the most conversations with. Our youngest is really a homebody. He wants to invite the whole school over here yeah. all the oh, time. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> we just had four boys, his friends spend the night <laughs> this weekend. Um, but you know, for our oldest, he's wanting to go everywhere and stay everywhere. And so what Dustin said is spot on at the beginning of the school year where we were trying to learn who all these people are, Dustin, most of the time um, would drive him over to the house 
and speak to the parents yeah, great. and really get to know, you know, ask them questions. What are, what are the rules? Just like he had said, and that always made me feel better. He would call me back and tell me what they said. And we would decide if he was able to stay there or not. And yeah. that's been great. Cause we've, we've really loved these people up here. The ones that he's hanging out with. Yeah. Um, one, you know, a very vague story would be, I, I was really proud of our son because at the beginning of the school year, he was hanging out with one particular kid. Um, of course, I don't know this kid at all, but um, our son, you know, told us some stories about just things that this kid had offered him, hmm. if you will. And he decided on his own, he didn't want to hang out with this kid anymore. And so it was really cool to see that we didn't have to, um, we didn't have to remove that, you know, yeah relationship um he was able to make that decision so i think part of that though was his upbringing his parenting yeah. that we were providing him over the years because we do try to give them freedom and let them fail just like you yeah. said nick you know letting them fail that was one of the best marriage advice I, I received was from my uncle actually he married us and he told us in for pre-marriage counseling type thing he told me let dustin fail and I was kind of going, huh, you know, um, but I, we've carried that over into our kids, into parenting is letting them fail, letting them experience things and, um, and not always correcting them so that they can learn on their own. Uh, and that, that is also translated into who they hang out with for sure. I love, I love how you, uh, talked about that. Cause that kind of leads us into number five, which is just, it's so vital for couples to be on the same page about, you know, what they're going to teach their kids as far as religious beliefs, uh, standards growing up, you know, even political beliefs. It's so important for couples to be on the same page in those because, I mean, we've seen households where um, religious beliefs are completely off or political beliefs or whatever, but being on the same page, what kind of standards and beliefs are you going to teach and ingrain into your kids? And it sounds like you had already taught your kids those standards and what their beliefs are. And so, they didn't. They made that decision that they didn't want to hang out with that person because they were taught those standards by uh, by you guys, and so that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I one thing with that is, I think Bess and I have been very good with, and sometimes it's uncomfortable, but we have committed to being really vulnerable and open and honest with our kids, so they know. Like I did that. I've done that. I, when I was your age, I, you know, I was offered the same thing or whatever it is yeah. that we've been able to share those stories to say, like we failed. And this is the consequence of what that, of what happened because we went down that path or we did this or we made that mistake. And of course we don't want you to make that same mistake. Um, but that doesn't mean that you won't, we want you to know, like we've been there, but this is why we are, this is why we have this role. This is why, you know, what have you yeah. political wise, um, religious wise, everything. Of course, I think, you know, just our beliefs as believers, we want our kids obviously to grow up in the church. They have grown up in the church. We, we each got to baptize one of our kids, um, Aww. just a couple of years ago, which was really cool. Um, and so they both love the Lord. However, um, I walked away at times, yeah. you know, when I was mm -hmm. upper high school years and college years, like there's been seasons where I just kind of turn away and I have to, I have to remember that with my kids time and time again, that they're going to, 
not be this yep. perfect believer, right? They're mm-hmm. gonna free agency, off. right? And, yep. Yes. And so I feel like they, as far as that goes, like that's been ingrained in their minds with the way that we've both been on the same page with that. And then when you get to politics and other things, I feel like we've always been the ones to say, this is what we believe, but you have to decide what you believe and you have to decide why you believe that. And with the last election, it was so funny because our youngest would say things and the, you know, whether we're at a restaurant or the backseat of the car, he might see a sign (laughs) or a bumper sticker and he would say things as if it was a fact. And I would say, well, why do you believe that? And he's like, well, Papa said it, or you said it. <laughs> and I'm like, but that doesn't make us right or wrong. Like, you yeah. have yeah. to actually know the information and say it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've we've both been like that with them too. Of course, we're open with why we believe certain things, but we also want them to come to that understanding, not based on just because mom and dad said so, but yeah. it's because that's what they truly think. I think with the with the whole church aspect too, we've never wanted, we've never forced our children to go to church. Like as, as an early age, as a, in the early years, we would take them and they would, I mean, we would go every weekend. And now, like with our oldest, we, he kind of has that freedom to decide: is he going to go? Is he not going to go? Because we never want to. We decided that we didn't want to force them to go to where they were like, oh, this 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 sucks, you know? I don't mm-hmm. because yeah. they're making me go. We want them to have that freedom and choice to okay, I'm going on because this is something that I chose to do this Sunday, you know? So I think that was a key factor um, on that, on the church. And there's, and there's Mm -hmm. parents that would say the complete opposite that, you know, there, but I think that goes back to how we were raised. Dustin was not raised in the church at all. Didn't become a believer until he was in college versus I have been raised in the church my whole life. However, my parents gave me that freedom to not ever be forced to go to church in those later years not in the early years obviously you're just going where mom and dad's going at the time but um i think that that really helped me because i there was rebellion or rebellious years in there that i feel like you know when your parents make you do something you don't mm-hmm. want to do it just makes you hate it yeah. even more and so mm-hmm. i was really thankful that, was that they gave me that freedom. <laughs> yep. yeah i was i was so thankful that they gave me that freedom and i think our oldest in the season that he's in right now there's many times where he's like just decided on his own to come. And I love that because we're never saying, Hey, it's church day. It's just, he gets up and he's getting ready. And I'm like, that was his decision. That's so cool that he's deciding that and versus us just forcing that. And that's when you have that proud parent moment. Like you, you chose this on your own. Like it makes all the difference. Yeah, for sure. I like everything Mm -hmm. you said, because I was like the same person. I kind of like felt forced into it, kind of left, got rebellious, did my thing fix my life, whatever, like, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it makes a big difference when they choose it for themselves. Yeah. So. yeah it just comes down to what you guys Balance, being yeah. examples too, and then they're going to make the right choices. So yeah. That's and they're great. seeing it around the, uh, around the house during the week when we're not in church. I mean, they're seeing that we're praying, we're in the word. I mean, we're, we're doing, mm-hmm. I mean, there's things we're doing during the week as well. If they see that it's not just church. That yeah. It's not yeah. just the room. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, number six kind of falls under that same core category, their educational path. I think we kind of covered that. Mm-hmm. So number seven. Yeah, is entertainment is... for your children. Reading, video games, all that stuff. I know a lot of parents struggle with the whole video, oh, video game things. We don't have kids that even really care about video games, so we've been lucky in that aspect. But 
That is that is hard for but, parents. And yeah, kids. but what kind of what kind of entertainment are you going to let them watch? What mm-hmm. kind of movies? movies. Um, you know, how long are you going to let them? You know, stare at their phones or what have mm-hmm. you. And, I don't know if you're like us. We have pretty strong restrictions on our kids' phones till they hit a certain age. And like my son, who's going to be almost 18 soon, I'm like, we're to the point now where I'm like, well, I don't want to restrict him anymore. He needs to get to that age where he's making his own choices with those kind of things. So then the restrictions start to come down a little, you know, but. What do you guys... I, but I think it's parents, too, that uh, this is probably one area that we have to be really strict in. I, I don't think... I think if, as a parent... This is just my opinion, that if I go give my 12-year-old a phone and give him full access, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not being a good parent. I mean, there are so many things that they can see. I think there's some... This is one of those areas that I think you have to be, you have to be pretty strict on, in my opinion. Um, be on the same page on you. You know, because... The social media and the things that they're going to see online can absolutely destroy their whole lives, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not just AOL like it was back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Yeah. Dial up. <laughs> I think, yeah, I agree with that too. With, with our kids, they, they each got phones at a semi-early age because they'd be out and about. We needed to contact them or we needed to know where they were and whatnot. But again, we like, like you said, we didn't just give them the phone with full access. We put mm-hmm. pretty heavy restrictions on there. And as they've gotten older... Uh, we've lifted some restrictions. Now, our 11-year-old, he still has pretty strict restrictions mm-hmm. on, yeah. on his phone. Yep. But but our teenager, we've given him freedom, a lot, a lot of freedom, uh, actually. Well, it depends. Like, I mean, as far as what he's watching, right. it, it has to be a movie approved by us, yeah. you know, and he'll be like, but mom, it's PG-13. And I, I love VidAngel. Do y'all know VidAngel? Yeah, oh, yeah. I know it is. We don't have it, but there's some PG-13s that it should not be acceptable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, so like oh, we yeah. love VidAngel because you can you can eliminate certain mm-hmm. scenes, you can eliminate words, you can eliminate. I mean, there's yeah. it's so customizable. So they've been able to still watch things that they want to watch that was not okay with us because of the content. Yeah, but um, we both listened to a podcast years ago, and I feel like it was called um, uh, "Feeding the Hand That Bites You" or something like that. It was such an interesting name, or something like that. But anyway, the, this guy is a psychologist maybe and, and deals, you know, family counseling and such. And so he had this whole thing on parenting and that is actually a book, not just a podcast with the t- taming the hand, feeding the hand that bites me, whatever. Mm-hmm. The book's and, in my truck somewhere. I don't <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was not that I agreed with everything he said, but there were things in there that I thought were so cool because it talks about how to give your kids freedom and a little bit of freedom at a time, because otherwise, I mean, they yeah. just yeah. Uh, want to be rebellious sometimes, not all kids, mm-hmm. but so it started out with like what they wear and the, you know, their hair, like giving them the freedom to make those decisions. And it escalated up from there as far as like, just when Dustin had mentioned our son, um, you know, being able to stay out late or being able to stay up late. Our son, our oldest son has no um, bedtime uh, hour that he has to go to bed because he has to be responsible to wake yeah, up. Yeah, right? exactly. Well, the one that was after that was what they listened to and what they watched. Now, we didn't give them full freedom or our oldest with full freedom on what he watches, obviously, but it was what they listened to. Yeah, And so this guy recommended um, that if they have headphones on or, you know, as long as it's not affecting the rest of the family, he said that he's told their kids at a certain age when he felt appropriate per kid um, 
they could listen to whatever they wanted. So there got to be a point, I think it was last year, where we told that to our oldest, um, that you have the freedom to listen to what you want to, as long as you're not saying those words out loud, if there's anything that's inappropriate and that it's not affecting your brother, I don't want him listening to it. We don't want to listen to it. And it was just kind of this thing for whatever reason, he was just so thankful for that freedom. But then also like, when does my next freedom come with that? <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he has listened to things that I don't like and, and I've, we've, we've, I mean, in all honesty, I wouldn't let him listen to if I was to go back and, you know, re reevaluate that rule. At, at that age, I listened to things that I wouldn't like at my age. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. Right. right. So it's this, it's kind of, you know, that's where we get, give him leniency right now. We don't necessarily on the things he watches, at least that we are aware of, mm -hmm. but they both have parental controls on their devices, um, but not when it comes to music for our oldest. So yeah. um, that's been, I think, something where it's like they they almost grow a respect. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I've seen that in him anyway, for being thankful that we're giving him little bits because ultimately in three years, he can completely leave and go do whatever he wants. So yeah. I love yeah. this little step-by-step -step allowing them to make those decisions but also reinforcing our beliefs. So the other day in the car, I told him he could play DJ. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and it was that our youngest wasn't in the car. It was just me, our oldest, and a couple of his friends. And so he started playing some songs that I am like, my eyes were like, <laughs> I'm like, you listen to this? And they were all like, we all listen to this. And so I was making jokes about how, and not, I mean, I was trying to be cool, right? <laughs> but I was also throwing in scripture about like, no wonder you get so angry. I mean, God's always telling us that yep. awesome. what goes in our ears, yeah. I mean, affects you, right? Absolutely. And I'm like, mm -hmm. just think about that. And then other times I'll hear him listening to like Frank Sinatra. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, you're winning today. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true. What we put in our minds and, and our ears like we made a point uh, 20 years ago that we wouldn't watch any rated R movies. Now, that's just something we did in our marriage. People and think we're crazy. It's yeah, w whether it works for other people or not. But I can't tell you how clear my mind is that, like, I don't I don't have to think about a sex scene or have to hear certain things like that. You know, I don't lose those, those control. Those images don't pop Yeah, like minds. I don't have issues with pornography or those things because I don't put those things in my head, you know? And so I think what you're talking about with music and different things like that is, is so important as well too. So. Yeah. My question, maybe this is a good way to end it. Cause I feel like we've covered most of those. Um, oh, do you want to yeah. more? Yeah. So we've got to get through a couple more of these, but, uh, um, what number? Are we? <laughs> I don't know. But my question for you was, Oh, how do you feel like what should couples that can't get on the same page do? What is your advice for them when when someone's like, no, absolutely not. Another one's like, I don't understand why you're feeling this way. And they just can't compromise. What kind of advice do you give? I know it's a hard one. It's hard because there are some, I mean, we both, we, we do marriage coaching as well. And there are those situations or those couples that we've um, been coaching that it's like one just won't let yeah. up. Mm -hmm. will not budge. And so in those situations, sometimes I don't know what else to tell you other than to pray. Pray about <laughs> yeah. it. Because like there's just there there are those that are so strong willed. It mm -hmm. does not matter even if they recognize that they're wrong. Like mm -hmm. they won't budge. And 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 sometimes 
And that may be for one of you listening, that may be the situation that you're in. And so be a warrior in your prayer time. And mm-hmm. because there, there is no other way, you, you can't change your spouse. And clearly if they're not willing to change, the only one that can change them is mm-hmm. God. So yeah. I would say pray, but if for those listening who it's not necessarily that crazy of a scenario for you, um, just give yourself time and grace. You don't have to have an immediate answer. You don't have to have an immediate consequence most of the time. So these can be things that are just discussed and keep in mind, your spouse may have had a terrible day that day, or you may have had a terrible day that day and talking about that consequence or that action or whatnot in that moment is not good for anybody. So give yourself some time there. And really, if, if you can both get to the place where you are saying, we're on the same team, we're on the same team, we are fighting for this together and be willing to really try to hear your spouse, not just listen to them, but like really try to hear their heart and understand where they're coming from, because there are many times I default to Dustin where I wouldn't give them that consequence. And I will say, that's not exactly what I want to do, but I'll honor that. Like, yeah. I think that, that right, what you're right. doing is fine. Like I, you know, that, that may not be what I would have chosen, but I a hundred percent back you up. Yeah. Um, and, and so in those moments, and there's been many times where Dustin has defaulted to what I've said too. And it's been a great team effort, but then coming to your kid and not being the parent who's like, well, I would have let you have it off yeah. easier. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They don't need to hear any of that. They need to mm-hmm. hear the one unified decision, the one unified um, thing. So they're not going to uh, behind your back to the other one. I feel like kids always try to do that. Oh, I'll, so give you, I'll give you a quick example on when she talked about uh, if one is hardheaded and stubborn, pray about it. Um, early in our marriage, we, we were trying to figure out if we were I gonna, know where this is going. <laughs> we, we were going to see, we were trying to figure out if we were going to homeschool or put them in school. And she would, she had, she had, you know, had the, just as she had been told that she was going to homeschool and not, she had been told, but she had heard from the Lord that she was going to be homeschooled yeah. or we were going to homeschool our children. And I was just adamant. No, they're not. They're going to school. They're going to public school no if and or buts about it you know i mean i was just and i was that hard-headed stubborn one like this is how it's like mean (laughs) we're both like that too (laughs) oh yeah so she she just started praying and it was how many months later well it it had been like an ongoing uh, tension just when we brought that up like our marriage was still really good um but when we would bring that topic up it would just create tension and um man i feel like that was like a six month because our kids were both pre-K still at that time. And, um, it got to the point where I, we had a little blow up one, one night and I just cried myself to sleep and I was praying like, Lord, I'm done. Like, I can't change him. You've told me we're supposed to homeschool. Like I'm, you know, yeah. this is, you've got to change his heart. Cause I I've done everything I can. And it was like a month, maybe two months later, you Dustin um came home from work one day and he's like hey did you know that there's a homeschool convention happening um, in this other town you know and uh at the end of this month and I'm like no I didn't like where's this coming from and he's like I you you want me to take you and I'm thinking (laughs) right so I mean there we're not perfect we have tension and that was a big tension uh issue because 
I didn't want to homeschool. Let me tell you, I had no desire to do that, but I really felt like the Lord was asking me to. But how do you decide that when he's saying, literally saying, you must be talking to a different God like this manner? Because he's like, God's not telling me that. So how do you get there? And really, it was being patient. It was praying. It was just trusting that we're still loving each other through this process, even though we have a huge disagreement right now. But we have to wait on the Lord for the Lord to show us what we're supposed to be doing. I love how you guys are constantly injecting and talking about prayer because we there's so many things that you can't be on the same page for like you said maybe you were feeling a different way but if you go to the lord in prayer and you're you know you're both looking kind of for the same response or Mm -hmm. goals um you're going to get through maybe disagreements that you have and so i love how you're incorporating um the lord in this because that is truly such a big piece of the puzzle as well of helping you know being on the same page and resolve some issues mm-hmm. so i think we've covered a lot of different things but i'm going to go through real quick some of the other things just to give the audience um some additional things to think about as we're talking about the the things that you know parents have to be on the same page for um parents really need to be on the same page for the expectations of their kids and not only the expectations of what they expect from their kids but also the consequences, you know, when they do something wrong, what are those consequences going to be? And you guys hit on that as to how you guys, you know, uh, instead of doing something real fast and rash, uh, just, you know, talking about that and deciding what's that that's going to be. Um, you know, what what is appropriate language for your kids to use? You know, what are you going to accept and what are you not going to accept? How are, how are they going to speak to others or what kind of language are they going to use or what things are appropriate to talk about or not talk about? Um, also, what kind of parents are you going to be to your kids? Um, many times, you know, there's there's kind of the maybe the, the funny one or the strict one or one that's, you know, a lot more willing to probably discipline hard and you know what who's going to take those roles and what kind of parents are you going to be when it comes to discipline planning your kids um the friendship scale with your kids yeah exactly (laughs) um sometimes i I, that friend and parent balance is it's tricky it's tricky with teenagers because i'm really good friends with my son but sometimes i'm too much good friends with my son like yeah so we have differences in that category well and i there's a talk show host that i really like and he says as parents um you're not there to be your kids friends you're there to be their parent and i i do believe that i mean obviously we are there to um create those relationships and those bonds with our kids but it's not it's not just all fun and we are we do have a role of being parents and to discipline them and to teach them so there's kind of that balance it's a balance though because i wasn't really close with my parents and i felt like we were missing that which is why i was rebellious and you had the opposite so i'm really working hard to like still have that respect from a parent standpoint, but be so close to my children that they can talk to me about well, anything. Well, maybe, maybe I should reword I mean? that because that doesn't sound good. Like, oh, don't be friends with your kids. Obviously you do. But I, finding that balance of what role is are you it's, a parent and disciplining and what role are you? It's being a friend but still having the respect. Correct. That's yeah. Yep. I, I'd love to share a short little. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That might be helpful um, that we were just talking about last week my son came up and told Dustin some information. Um, and then Dustin said, Dustin told him, I'm going to have this conversation with your mom, you know, just so Mm -hmm. she knows. 
But the rule has really always been that if they come up and they tell us something they've done, especially if they would have normally gotten in trouble for it, um, we would rather them do that than us find it out, you know, from someone else yeah. or from the school or whatnot. So he gave Dustin information that I don't think we would have ever heard about. I don't think anyone would have ever told us the school didn't, you know, it was after school hours. Like it was not something that would have ever been brought to our attention, except for he, um, you know, felt free freedom to do that. And that is the friend parent aspect. I think we yeah. mm-hmm. not decent at, so they, they feel comfortable and confident to come with us for anything. And, um, so when Dustin told me the story, I immediately, that was my anger, wanted to be like, he does not get to go to prom. But of course, I'm like, I know I'm just overreacting. And the next day I woke up and I thought, I'm, you know, like, I don't have any of that feeling, but we got mm-hmm. to have a conversation with him that day. And I was like, listen, like my original reaction was wanting to say, you can't go to prom. But that was because I felt this, this, this about your mm-hmm. actions, right? But the fact that you were um willing to be honest with dad and tell him what happened like that makes me more proud of you than i was disappointed Mm -hmm. in what you did and so i don't want to give you a consequence for that because i'm really proud of the fact that you were able to tell him that we're able to talk this out and so like just sharing that very vague story Mm -hmm. just for time purposes for you listening would be um that is the the balance that I think has worked out well because our kids come to us all the time and tell us things that I would have never told my parents, yeah. right? Like yeah. I didn't have that. Um, I, I don't feel like I had that um, vulnerability with my parents. Um, and so I feel like it has given them freedom to tell us things when they know, okay, there won't be as severe of a consequence. Mm-hmm. There doesn't mean that there won't be any consequence for, you know, every time, but there won't be a severe as severe consequence if I come and I tell them we're able to really just like talk things out instead of that and you know initial reaction had we heard that story from someone else but that's been I guess an example I wanted to use as far as friend versus parent Mm -hmm. because I feel like he told that information to Dustin more as a friend versus as a parent um and I was really proud of the fact that he did that that's, I love that. That's a great experience. We've mm-hmm. had similar, like our, our son will come to us and he'll be like, hey, what does this mean? And we're like, whoa, okay, oh, let's, talk that. That. let's talk about that. And <laughs> we're very open with him. So because of that, he'll come and talk to us about anything. Like he'll, mm-hmm. he'll be totally open and he knows that it's a safe place. We're not going to judge him. He's not going to get in trouble. And uh, so, yeah, hitting on what you're, what you're saying as well. I mean, what an awesome thing for one of your children to be able to come to you and be that mm-hmm. open with you. I mean, that, yeah. that just shows what a, you know, what a great relationship you have and how much they look up to you and admire and respect you guys as well too. So, I mean, thanks for sharing that. that that's yeah. an awesome, awesome story. And like I said, we've experienced that in, in ours as well. So, sure. um, let's see. So, um, we talked about, you know, what kind of parents you're going to be, uh, responsibilities. I think responsibilities of the parents, you know, who's going to be driving them to different activities, maybe who's fixing dinner that night. And that can change on a daily basis. I know for Amy and I, it's like, hey, I'll take care of dinner tonight or, you know, just always constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's so important to be on the same page about your child's education, uh, future career aspirations, different things like that, um, you know, supporting your kids in that. And then I think, too, being on the same page to how you're going to talk to your kids about sex and, you know, other hard topics as well. I mean, that's, 
you know, sometimes you're going to have them ask you things or you're going to get mad and say, where in the world did you hear that and cause them to close up or you're going to, you know, be open and, and, uh, and say, having, yeah, let's really talk about this, you know. And having some of those big topics together, making sure that you do those things as a couple too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> We've had a lot of fun with, with talking to them about sex actually, like way, way more fun than I thought that it would be. Yeah. Dustin still tries to... <laughs> Uh, it's just personality time. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. child is very much like me, and one's very much like her. So one child's asking all the questions, the other one's like, please stop talking. <laughs> uh, we have two of those, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've had an awesome discussion today. But these are the 15 things that, you know, we feel that uh, couples have to be on the same page um, in, ra- in raising their kids. And again, it's so easy that if any one of these get out of sync or couples aren't on the same page, it can cause a great division and wedge in a, in a couple's marriage and relationship. I mean, we've seen that firsthand in our marriage. Uh, I'm sure many of you out there listening to, have listened to these and say, oh, you know, I can see how this is causing a division or how this is causing a division. So um, really, really focus, uh, getting on the same page and, and most importantly, having that communication and talking about these things, um, having that open communication, as Amy and I always talk about, there's really no problems or issues that can't be resolved if you're really openly communicating with each other. So, yeah, do you um, guys have any closing remarks? Well, this has been great. I feel like this, this could be a multi discussion, um, for everyone. I mean, just to like take these 15 things i'm sure are you listing these out yeah yeah we'll list them on the podcast take those and just have the conversation with your spouse to say what do you think how healthy do you think we are in this area as far as what our expectations are for our kids Mm -hmm. or our curfew or whatnot and just really have those are great topics to have just the two of you uh, and just see where are you currently what's your goal are you are you satisfied with your communication regarding those things. Um, Even prior to having kids, this is great to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Huge. Yeah. So where can our audience find you guys? As, as they've listened to this podcast, obviously you guys have done so many things so well and have such great advice. Um, how can our audience find you guys and connect with you guys? We have, our, so our website is marriageinaction.com. Just we fully believe marriage is all about based on your actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so marriageinaction.com. And then where the fun really happens is on Instagram. And that is just yeah. marriage in action with the underscore at the end. Uh, we post daily there and we're just, it's like little nuggets. I mean, we're the king and queen of reels, <laughs> <laughs> little reels. And we try to make it educational. So you can just grab like a tiny little action step or tidbit and implement it in your own marriage and hopefully see some improvements there. We are huge on improving yourself, not trying to come and change your spouse. It's all about working on yourself. And so if that's not what you're after, you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> no, and you guys really are the king and queen of reels because they are hilarious. They're so fun to watch. Go check them out. <laughs> Amy and I, Amy and I are jealous. We're like, oh, why can't we be that funny or that outgoing? Like they, they, your your reels are awesome. And you guys have some great intimacy challenges and just connection challenges. Just great daily tips. So. 
really good. You know much. We're having a lot. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun with it. I can tell. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on with us today. And until next time, we hope you find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. Check out our brand new position cards. We just added to the shop at shop.ultimateintimacy.com. You're going to love them. Each deck contains 75 different cute non-graphic position cards, cute little stick figures, and instructions on the backside. They are a top seller right now. You're going to love them, so check them out, shop.ultimateintimacy.com.